Okay. Unless I screwed everything up, which is not outside the realm of possibility, I do believe we are currently on the interwebs. Woohoo! Woo! Hello. Welcome to Critical Recovery. This is a 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign. My name is Crash. I will be your DM for the evening, and there is a marshmallow peep melting in my coffee. And tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Ellie, Eo, Jen, Archbeth is hanging out in chat, and it, it, it's been a little while. We took some time off, but uh, does anyone remember what happened last time? No. <laughs> nobody remembers. It's a mystery to everybody. Well, nobody knows the trouble you've seen. <laughs> that is possible. Except the goodest boy. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Yes. The dog that fell out of the sky and landed on the enemy I was trying to set on fire and succeeding. Yes. And then it healed with kisses. Well, yes, dog kisses. Right, yes. Which smell like dog breath. Uh, is a dog. Yes, is a dog. Uh, not Istador. That's somebody else. But in any case, what took place last time was you were still in the same room where uh, you did a mighty ritual, which was meant to resurrect Joa, um, a deity of righteous causes, but instead bestowed godhood on Teriush, an angelic follower of Joa. So Teriush is the new Joa now. I'm sure it's fine. Immediately after that, the room flooded. A bunch of servants of Argonia, led by a Marid, with a glorious to everyone but me voice. <laughs> yeah. You will all suffer. Ugh. Um, I, I regret many choices right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, they attacked you. Uh, Mo, the father of Morley, tossed something into the air and teleported a significant number of people who were in the room to a undisclosed location somewhere out in the wilderness. Lots of trees. Individual uh, minor skirmishes resulted. All of the enemies were eliminated. Talia and Gorga rode off into the sunset, and by that I mean they were teleported out of there. And everyone else kind of, like, went in the direction of where they heard combat coming from and met up in what was left of the group. Uh, there is no sign of Thava. This is something that wasn't revealed last time, but there's no sign of Thava or Harabin or, as I've stated, Talia or Gorga or Mo. So it is just the people who are in this group right now in this Discord chat right this second, as well as uh, three other individuals. We have um, Amos... And I keep blanking on the last name, even though it's in my notes. I have to scroll down to a previous week. Amos Bronson, who mm. is a war priest of Tyr. You have Emerson, who used to be a paladin of Joa, then became a paladin of Tyr. And at this point in game time, less than an hour ago, became paladin of Teriish, and also the goodest boy ever, who appears to be, <laughs> to be a very... Um, to be clear... Emerson is not the goodest boy ever. Yes, this is the third character. <laughs> the third character is literally... Well, their resemblance is that they look like a very large dog. Uh, you want to place the breed. It might be some... There might be some German Shepherd in there. There might be... Um, there's, they're a mutt. You, you can't 
place the exact lineage, but they do appear to have wings and healing powers. And also there's a squirrel in that tree over there and they want you to know. Aww. Right. So I have a few questions. One, where are we? Two. Can't answer that. Well, I'm asking Amos over here because he wasn't with us earlier. Two, what are you doing here? And three, what other questions am I missing? Why did a dog fall out of the sky? Actually, I can probably guess the answer to that one. Uh, the dog sits down and gives that smile and tail wag that dogs can do so well. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> pats it on the head. Well, uh, glad to give you some information. So, uh, you are on the tail end of Circulus, in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. I mean, there's some, some minor towns around nearby, but uh, nothing with more than 20 people. Uh, I don't know how you got here, but or why, for that matter. Uh, but I'm here because I am... Hmm, you see, every time I mention this to somebody else, it usually ends up making enemies. So, promise not to hit me with a sword or something? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to help some goblins not die. Fair enough. Okay, but... What is trying to kill them? Uh, I believe they're called gnolls. They're really strange. Like, it, it, Have you ever seen a hyena? I don't think so, no. Mm -mm. Okay, well, it's kind of like that thing you haven't seen, but turn it into kind of like a human, but not really, and then make it want to kill everything and eat them. This is not helping much, but they sound terrible. Well, I they still also can't smell imagine bad. what they look like, but I can... Imagine why you need to stop them from killing people. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, this friend of yours here appears to be uh, the best of dogs. Now imagine, if you will, the worst of dogs. All right. That and make is... that dog half human. That is so Okay, bizarre. I think I've got a grip on it now. All right. Ryan does not, in fact, have a grip on it now and might, in <laughs> fact, be imagining some kind of demon dog person that might look a bit like someone put a tiefling, a hellhound, and honestly, that's about it, into a blender. I mean, if you then cover it with fur, you're not really that far off. <laughs> oh, wow. And actually, for some of them, the fur is optional in places. But let's move forward. Probably fewer horns than are being imagined, though. Depends on the knoll. <laughs> the, oh, no. The, there's, there's, some, there's some alternates, and some of them aren't even alive anymore, but they still run with the packs. Um, so, uh, you look like you need a place to sit down for a while. Uh, if you don't mind hanging out with goblins, I know a place where you can stay. We could use a break, yes. Or at least I can't be weirder than... Uh, all the zombies. All the... Hmm. Yes, that would probably be a problem. Um, no zombies that I've seen so far. Uh, there was a monk that fell out of the sky a couple days ago, though. That was a little weird. Why are things falling out of the sky here? Is this normal for this location? Or We're not even near mountains! This? You know, okay. at this point... I'm just glad we didn't get teleported here a few feet in the air. Well, 
Could be worse. I've heard some tales of people getting teleported a few feet below where the ground starts. Ouch. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, usually they just get pushed out, but not always. And I'm assuming at this point you're talking while walking. Right. Probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so after maybe about an hour's walk, you get to um, a location where you see that a lot of trees that were in the area have been cut down. Uh, it started off, it looks like there might have been an area that started off as a natural clearing, but there has been a lot of tree removal and fields. There are fields here with a variety of crops being planted. Um, none of them seem to... Actually, no, that's not true. Many of them appear to be freshly planted. Some of them appear to have been... Well, there was something planted there, but the ground got torn up by something happening. And some of them... You're just going to put that on the maybe I shouldn't ask questions about this pile. But then you remember these are goblins you're talking about. Um, they're seems to be a collection of ramshackle huts sort of all cluttered together with one slightly larger than the others in the middle. There seems to be a rudimentary ditch that is partially dug that's not going around the whole village, but if anything tries to attack going in that direction, they will have to lightly jump over top of the small (laughs) hole in the ground. (laughs) And there seems to be a few barricades that would make someone have to sidestep a little bit in order to get around them. And hmm. Chris, mm-hmm. what would Thandrin be doing right now, knowing um, what I've already told you about the situation? I'm probably finding out any information about the threats. Okay. Would you be trying to find that out from the goblins, or would you be investigating away from town? I'd be speaking to the local goblin. Okay. Um, so you see um, a human who is talking to several goblins, and... Thandrin, I'm not going to dictate how you're reacting to this, but I will tell you what you're encountering. Actually, give me an investigation roll. Let, let, let's be fair with this. Give me an investigation okay. check. Ten. All right. So with your ten, uh, you are speaking to three different goblins who are willing to give you information. And you're getting three different stories that where some of the details overlap and some of them are mutually exclusive. <laughs> but when you try to corroborate these tales with the goblins that aren't giving the mutually exclusive details, they agree with the people who are contradicting them. Um, Should have just done all my own stuff. (laughs) Which ones who are contradicting? (laughs) Let's put it this way. If you think you understand anything they're saying, it's because you're not listening to what they're saying. That's what I was worried you were saying. (laughs) Apparently, not all of the goblins are known for their ability to discern and remember factoids. Uh, there is one in the goblin clan that is quite good at remembering details. Uh, she goes by the name Grandmother, but she's taking a nap right now. And as you approach the village, several smaller goblins, who your best guess is that they are goblin children, um, swarm out of various locations where you didn't think... It would have been very comfortable for them to be there, but that's where they were anyway. And kind of just sort of start crime, uh, cr- crawling over Amos as a way of saying hello to him, apparently. And he just sort of looks at the rest of you with the expression of, this is my life now and I really need some help. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Is this how little goblins do greetings to people? Like uh, other people who are not well, goblins? Uh, they're not used to 
someone as tall as your average human being friendly with them. So I am apparently, in addition to one of their only lines of defenses, recreational equipment. Hmm. Okay. Well, it looks like they have cut down the trees here, so... Yes. might yes, be the they, tallest thing, yes. Yes, many goblin clans uh, like to do raiding and pillaging and stuff like that. This group apparently has adopted agriculture. Well, good for them. That okay, okay, that's enough, that's enough. Let's see. Um, I will give a gold piece to whoever can dig the longest hole out at the edge of town. Are you ready? Go. And they immediately start fighting each other instead of going to go dig a hole because they figure if they injure their compatriots, then they can spend more time digging a hole. No, no, no. Hey, settle down. The the dog barks once. No, 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 you're fine. Did, didn't mean you. There are um, several <laughs> goblin children whose eyes appear to now be larger than their heads would allow. And then they all run back inside the, the huts. Good well, job, I... okay. Made a successful intimidation check, I guess, or else the dog did. It could be a bit of both, actually. I do have proficiency. <laughs> okay, well, um, Emerson, Morley, Rhine, Zuda, uh, allow me to introduce Thandrin Stone. Thandrin Stone, you've just heard all their names. <laughs> nice to meet you. Take it, you're the monk who fell out of the sky. Uh, yes. Yes, that, 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 that would be me. How did that happen? You are the second being to have fallen out of the sky that we have met recently. Long, long, long story. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cliff Notes, um, Magic Book, that's about it. <laughs> magic Book. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I can see where maybe a Magic Book would be a problem sometimes. Would don't, you have don't. told this story to Amos or the other residents at all? I would have told I would have told enough so that they would understand that I was brought here without my control, but not the whole story. Okay. So Cliff Notes Magic Book, uh Spark Notes, Kobolds were involved. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Oh wow. Kobolds and a magic book. Hmm. Interesting. And Cobalt's are weird. Well, this is true, uh, but uh, they seem to get along pretty well in in some cases, I I guess. Uh, For example, they have not created a large raiding party that likes to decimate everything nearby. So there's that. Didn't they lose the moon at one point? They've done what now? No, no, I think we heard about that part. I mean, it's back, but wasn't it their fault? (laughs) I have no idea. This is the first I'm hearing of this. I've been kind of no, out of the loop for that. I'm really sure. It, I think that was part of one of our briefings, actually. I mean, it wasn't supposed to be part of one of our briefings, but I think we did have a digression about that. Yes, I, I oh. remember Talia's, um, the what? Okay, okay. Now <laughs> I remember. Vividly Talia's, the what? <laughs> a voice from behind you that you did not know, um... You did not hear this person coming up to you. Uh, it's about the right height for a goblin, but definitely not a goblin. Um, says, yeah, the kobolds did lose the moon. They did get it back. It worked out at the end, I guess. Anyway, 
it's not our problem. We're not close enough for the tides to be a thing. And behind you is a halfling who does not have sideburns that are nearly as impressive as Amos's Isaac Asimov level of sideburns. But he still has some sideburns. Uh, he has bright red hair and he is dressed in leather armor. Nice to meet you. I heard your names already. My name is Cesium. Cesium nitrate. I know. My mom was an apothecary. She thought it was funny. Ah, uh, this explains much. Okay. Yes. And I kind of took over the family business. So it, it fits. I have some regrets about it fitting. We can move on from there. Yes, yeah, so Cesium has been uh, trying to help the goblins longer than I have, in fact. Hmm. All right. Good to meet you. Likewise, uh, especially if you're willing to stay and help. Well, we are here. We can at least see about what is needed, I suppose. Okay. Well, what we've been trying to do, um, well, end goal, of course, the whole not dying thing. Big fan of that. Mm. Uh, yes. Not dying is a, is a good plan. Yes, exactly. I haven't had the experience and I don't intend to start now. Hmm. Uh, so... Bit of backstory of this particular group of goblins uh, have been very useful to me. They've been very helpful. Uh, they decided to uh, not go around trying to murder everything and take their stuff, which is unusual for goblins. Apparently, Grandmother has a bit of skill in making potions. So I sort of, you know, helped her out, uh, provided some instruction that uh, she may have missed when, you know, just mixing random things together and seeing what happens. And in return, they decided that they would try growing various um, alchemical agents that are growable. Uh, those can be much more profitable than growing, say, wheat or barley or anything like that. And this was working out pretty well for a few years. And... Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. And by that, I mean the, the Knolls. The Knolls attacked. So they set things on fire. Among other things. Uh, but yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, if we're here, I would like to help. But I think we should probably disclose that we're kind of um, followed around by watery danger right now. So... I take it from the collection of um, heritages that I see before me that you are a ragtag band of adventurers. Yep. Okay. And you, there is some big bad entity that wishes your demise and you wish to do the same thing to them. Mm, pretty, pretty, pretty much, yes. You've had That'd a bunch of wild adventures that have taken you all around the world. Not all around the world yet, but we're getting there. Honestly, I think it might count as all around the world. Yeah, the DM would like to note, you've been on a continent <laughs> on the other side of the planet. Yeah. Mm. Well, Quite recently, okay. in fact. So you have been all around the world. <laughs> Morley assumes there's more to see. So, you know. there's, there's a couple of Warforge over there playing a song that says around the world over and over again. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yep, yep. I've encountered this before. So, yep, it's all good. So here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to dig some kind of moat. Uh, you can see how well that's going. Uh, we were also trying to build a wall. You can see how good that's going. Uh, the goblins aren't bad at farming, to be honest. They, they have a knack for it. Uh, it mostly involves digging and 
goblins are very good at digging. Uh, but when they try to build the walls, they tend to tear down other walls to build the new walls. Hmm. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's other walls that were meant to be around the town, and in some cases it's homes. Unfortunate. That's a very well-chosen word. So if we could have some help from people who are, shall we say, competent, <laughs> that would be very useful. Uh, because uh, what I did last time the gnolls attacked, um, I've run out of the ingredients to do that again. What did you use? Uh, well, it, by strictest definition, it wasn't technically a potion uh, because it was an airborne powder, but it was a very strong hallucinogen. Hmm. So you made them temporarily crazy. You or drugged crazier. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I... I didn't so much change their mental state as I gave them something else to attack. Oh, that's better. Good yes, that's with, with a little bit of misdirection and throwing my voice and my ability to be very sneaky on occasion uh, made them believe it was very far away. Hmm. Wonder okay. of wonders, I might get to use uh, my new spell on something that isn't knee-deep in water. <laughs> You're talking about Lightning Bolt, aren't you? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Lightning Bolt. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you aren't the first I've heard that story from. I... I'm glad to know. <laughs> Sometime, when we're not threatened by an attack of gnolls, uh, let me tell you the story about someone who tried to cast Firebolt inside the Gear Grinder Brewery. It's a good story. It ends well. Well, it ends well like for almost ends- everyone. Sounds like it didn't end well for the caster. Yeah, but he was a bit of a jerk anyway. Mm. Current proprietor's ex-boyfriend. Oh. Uh, that could be a problem. Okay. Yes. Well, the trash took itself out. <laughs> All right. So, as a DM, I'm just going to tell the party you have a variety of tasks that you could attempt to do. Uh, you could attempt to help... Uh, with fortifications, you could possibly help to uh, try to train up the goblins or arm them, if that's a possibility. You could go scouting to see where the gnolls might be and how close they are and how, how real the threat is. Or you could do something that isn't even on this list that I haven't thought of that will change the plot and dynamics for this entire campaign. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened before, and I oh, relish no, when it never. does. <laughs> Um, hmm. I want to try to. (laughs) Yes, you could take a nap for about maybe eight hours if you so chose. (laughs) Well, despite the fact that I probably should do that to get my spell slots back, I'm going to work on trying to organize goblin militias. Okay. Um, War priests do have some skill in that area, but I imagine someone who has many more levels in fighter then a war priest would have levels in fighter. Uh, re- I mean, zero. I only have one level in fighter, so I'm that, not sure it's that many. The war priest men. has zero levels in fighter. <laughs> That's so, fair. So, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Razy's hand offers to teach the goblins hand-to-hand combat. And I do have the soldier background, so that there probably helps too. All right. Um, although, to be fair, because these are goblins, Thandrin would actually be teaching them hand-to-knee combat. 
<laughs> which can be very devastating. I mean, you put one arrow there, someone's adventuring days are over. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am, I am going to look at a character sheet. Okay. So we have Rhine and Thandrin attempting to train kobolds. Goblins. Goblins. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to keep making that mistake because it's always been kobolds until now. It has. Mm-hmm. I, I threw goblins against parties in all these campaigns a maximum of twice. I mean, there was more than one encounter in one of the campaigns, but it was the same goblins. Um, but taking a look at uh, the various skill checks that we can do, I'm going to suggest that you make a roll for either performance or... Actually, you know what? It will be performance, but on top of whatever your performance modifier is, you may also add your um, your athletics modifier. Ooh. Or so acrobatics I'm, in the case of Thandrin. I was going to say, so I'm minusing my thing. <laughs> okay, it, it, will, it will, in I... fact, be the let's get down to business thing, but take take that song and turn it into a duet. So I'm basically I adding my that. charisma to my athletic. Yes, I'm, I'm essentially just rolling acrobatics in because my performance is zero. Okay, then go ahead and do that. I wanted to give you more than one option for this because there's more than one ability required for this. 15. Okay, okay, so... A 15 um, for Thandrin. Let's see. Okay. So that's plus... And that's a nine. I... No, 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 that's not a nine. That's a oh, nine. Oh, you're at, you, that's without the modifier. That was a custom roll. Yeah. Okay. And the modifier is athletics plus performance. And I am not proficient in performance, but I am a sorcerer, so... Yes, let's get down to business to defeat the gnolls. What was that number again? 17. Okay, so uh, I'm going to start with the first roll. Um, Thandrin, give me a persuasion check. Okay. Ooh, seven. Okay, so you successfully... Can, uh, convince the goblins that you are attempting to train that punching with their thumb on the outside of their fist instead of the inside of the fist will increase its effectiveness and also not break thumbs. Yes, that's, that's extremely important. Yes, it's very, very useful. And you're pretty sure you have increased their survivability by at least 5% to a total of 6%. Um, you are not, however, able to convince them to stop practicing on each other. And because of a roll, a persuasion roll of seven, um, and we get a, a mighty bark from the good doggo again. But I rolled a nat one for the good doggo, so that does not also convince them. So you've got a bunch of cob- uh, cob- you've got a bunch of goblins who then beat themselves up. Nothing a long rest won't cure, but still they're beating each other up. Um, for Ryan's part. Uh, the weapons that they tend to have are mostly rather small weapons. They've got a bunch of daggers. They have some farming equipment that can be used as weapons. So there's history for you. Uh, also, they have sticks. You might be thinking, oh, like a staff or something. No, no, they have some sticks. Um, but you are able to teach them uh, the best soft spots to poke people with daggers and sticks and how to dodge properly. So uh, you have increased... Uh, their survivability also by 5%. So now we're at a total of, say, um, I believe that would make it be 11% survivability. So here we go. We're, you're making great progress. And everyone else is sleeping. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Okay. 
Well, long rest button. Very useful. Long rest button. Okay. Make sure I to un- make sure to make um the, the button that says reset hit points. Make mm-hmm. sure to uncheck that because your custom number should stay that custom number. Okay. I am taking so going to regret not taking a long rest. Um, I'm going to say that you do end up taking a long rest. You just do this before you take a nap. Oh, okay, good. Everyone needs a nap, especially the goblins that just beat each other up under Thandrin's care. Uh. To be fair, they did a really good job of beating each other up under Thandrin's care. Well, at least they're enthusiastic. That counts for something. Oh, oh yeah, it, it counts for something. They're usually enthusiastic about running away. So this is a step up. And I'm just captivated by this gif that Ellie has shared. <laughs> yeah, I keep looking at that. <laughs> like, how are they even okay? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that they have a lot of protective gear on. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure they know what they're supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> and I'm not sure what they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing. I don't know. <laughs> but but this is a thing that somebody decided was a good idea and someone else decided was a good idea to record. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. Um, but now at this point, everyone can get their long rest. And in the evening, in the early evening, as everyone's waking up, um, Amos greets you and says, so it's probably about time you meet grandmother. Oh, that would be nice. Yes. Uh, keep in mind, she is... Well, you, you've you met the village. Yes. She's much older than anyone else, possibly older than me, in fact, which is surprising for, for goblins in general. Also very intelligent, unlike the, um, and Amos just sort of like broadly gestures at the village. In the two days I've been here, have I met grandmother? Yes, you have. And she's a bit creepy at times, but you have a... No illusions about her intelligence. This village is staying together because of her. This village went to agriculture because of her. Okay. Wait a minute. And the penny's in the air. It's not. And the penny drops. (laughs) (laughs) Remember episode... Like, episode zero, I told everyone in this campaign that this campaign was going to be a trip down memory lane. Jen? Yeah? Do you remember the Goblin Shaman? That was before Jen joined. That was before but, but I you joined. Did, but you did listen to those episodes. I did, but it's been a while. This Years. This is the Goblin Shaman um, that's... Uh, do you remember? The, okay, so we, we killed a bunch of goblins. This is the you, Goblin Shaman that survived and protected the kids. The, oh! The, the, original, yeah. the original party accepted a quest to go investigate and see whether or not there were some goblins in the hills. The party interpreted this quest as go and kill the goblins. The party neglected to investigate and find out whether or not um, there was a curse on the entire area where anyone killed came back as a zombie. Oh, no. Oh, right, yeah. To be fair, that's kind of unusual and not something that most people would think that they have to ask about. Yeah. But also, to be fair, they weren't told, go kill goblins. They were told, go and see if there's goblins, then come back. We were very murder hobo and this was also like my second ever D&D game. <laughs> it was, and it was it a was wonderful... It was before I joined, though, wasn't yes, it? Yes, no, it, it, it was. It was Wait, before no, you joined, before. because they, okay. they left Coombridge to do the next arc um, before they met Meepo. 
You know, okay. I, knew, I knew this Goblin Shaman was going to come back and bite us someday. <laughs> but she didn't because all of those characters are retired. Yeah, but I imagine yeah. that in some way, shape, or form, going to bite us. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, th- they're, they're farmers, so unless you're made of some type of plant matter, possibly not. <laughs> but in any case, yeah, so, so you are invited to go speak to Grandmother. Okay. And Ellie has referred to the the goblins, um, the undead goblins as zombies. <laughs> I'm just on it now. <laughs> which I need to find an occasion to use that as a descriptor. Okay, I'm killing off the entire village and resurrecting them as zombies. Uh, oh, no. No, gnolls no, don't do that. Gnolls will just eat you. All right, so you are asked to come into the largest of the huts, and it is rather dark and lit with torches. There's a lot of smoke in the air. The torches aren't burning very bright. They're very dim. So those of you who don't have some method of seeing in the dark are having a bit of a hard time. Not impossible. Uh, you're not tripping over anything. I can see. But if someone was trying to hide from you, they'd be able to roll with advantage in here. Anyone casting spells that would require it to be dim light. Um, so say, for example, a, a certain a certain co- uh, kobold ranger with a magical item would be able to use that magical item in here. But moving forward, uh, there is a huddled mass of rags sitting in the middle of the room in front of a small table. Thandrin, um, you can be here if you want. That's fine. You have gone through this routine before, so you feel the inclination to just sort of like hang out next to the wall and not say anything for a little bit. Yeah, no. Is that the way it was going to do if you already been through this? Okay. I am going to respectfully approach the pile of rags. Okay. And while that's an out-of-context quote, is it? That this? sure is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you respectfully approach the pile of rags. Um, ma'am, we're here to um, present ourselves and such. The rags do not respond. I want to look around the room and see if there's is someone else... Uh, not the pile of rags. Like, is there? Where's the goblin? Give me a perception check. Okay, perception. Check. And I believe you can see in the dark, so you will be rolling yes. this normal perception check. Okay, perception check. <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So not only is this room dark, which isn't a problem for you, it's cluttered, which mm-hmm. is like there are there are various things hanging from uh, the rafters in here that some of them look like they were put up there to dry. Some of them, you're not quite sure why they're there, but they're there. Too many things. Well, um, ma'am, I'm not sure exactly where you are or um, what exactly you want to hear from us, but we're, we're here to help with the gnolls. A voice coming from right next to Thandrin says, I do want to know why you're talking to my laundry. Oh. At which point, Thandron just leaning against the wall, just head and head in his hand, just chuckles. <laughs> Gotta admit, I was sort of expecting you to dramatically uh, jump out of it. Nah, I know, just wanted to see if it'd be funny. And it was! And she, she holds up a hand, a hand to give Thandron a, a high five. <laughs> <laughs> Do you leave her hanging, is the question. No, okay, no, no, Thandron goes with it. Thandron goes with it. <laughs> Okay. It was. Now, Thandrin went through the same routine. I am not going to talk about what that ha- that instance resulted in. Can I roll a 
perception check to see if he would have noticed? Uh, uh, sure, sure. Roll a perception check. I have already rolled a stealth check. 21? Yeah, you spotted her right away. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little disappointed that you spotted her right away, but she told you that the next time uh, you'd be in on the joke and you could help out if you want, because it w- it is funny when it pays off. Which he agrees. It was hilarious. <laughs> I told, I'm told you're here to help. Yes, we will try our best. I'm also told that uh, many of our clan that have received your help already will be recovering soon. Oh. I'm told they were very enthusiastic students, ma'am. Uh, yes, yes, they are. I don't harbor any grudges. They are um, a rambunctious lot, especially the ones that are the third generation. They don't understand what we went through before. Go. The the older clan members are a bit more uh, tempered. Yeah, people have been through a lot then, huh? Somewhere on another plane of reality, which is blocked off from Circulus altogether right now by every means okay. possible, Vex just sort of pulls out his collar a little bit and goes, Ugh. Go. <laughs> the older The older clan remembers the culling. Oh, God. Oh, no. What did you people do? I didn't. My character is not there yet. So, so here's the thing. I, as a DM, love taking stereotypes and just either flipping them all together, <clears throat> Monty, <clears throat> or subverting them in some way, shape, or form. And I did that here. Now, there's a lot about goblins on Circulus that is horrible. In fact, the original clan was cannibalistic. Um, however, they ended up being allies against Malathomax at the end. Not the end end, but the end of the first arc. And the good boy Borks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As a point, Aaron subverting stereotypes in regards to races and things as the, uh, as the um, premise for Talia. There we go. And it turns out we're ahead of the curve because if you've been taking a look at Unearthed Arcana, you can be a brave kobold in the current Unearthed Arcana. You don't have to do the grovel, cow- cower, and beg thing as your racial ability. Ooh. Yeah, I think only one of my kobolds has used that. <laughs> also, it's not just like dragon breath now in Unearthed Arcana because they 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 revisited kobolds and dragonborn, um, like for a period of time. Instead of breathing whatever ability you have, you can just say, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm a red dragonborn. I'm just going to be immune to lava for a little while." Interesting. Yeah. Now it's there's going to be a lot of that that gets the nerf hammer. <laughs> Probably, um, because, but it sounds interesting. But yeah, it's very interesting, and, and I'm looking forward to playing with that a bit more. With that said, so be honest. What do you think our chances are? I don't know. Depends on what exactly is coming at us. They're they're not great fighters, largely. They don't have very good weapons. Oh, we can probably help some. Yeah, we don't exactly have a blacksmith. And once word got out to the local villages, and by local I mean a day and a half's travel in any direction, some more than that, uh, no one was willing to sell weapons to Cesium or Amos or uh-huh. three goblin children in a trench coat. I see. A bit discriminatory, yes? Well, to be fair, it's kind of an earned thing. Oh, well. Our people have not exactly been the nicest of playmates. Okay, so 
I don't know how much help I will be, but I can set things on fire. This I That's, that can be useful on occasion. I found that most things that get set on fire stop being your problem after a little while. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or they become bigger Agreed. problems. We've also encountered that. Mm, well, I can also control flames to some degree. So if we have a bigger problem with the flames, maybe I can help with this too. Hmm. Well, if you'd like some grandmotherly wisdom. Oh, of course. That would be wonderful. Okay. Uh, what I would suggest would be scouting out to see how many gnolls are out there. Which would give us a good idea of what uh, we are up against. Yes. Uh, young Cesium's been doing that as well. And you hear a vo- another voice where none of you saw Cesium. I'm older than you. That's what you say. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's been helping out, but he's only one halfling. So many hands make light work. Many eyeballs make... I don't know how to... Okay, that metaphor is kind of falling flat right now. I was going to say many eyeballs make a better stew, but I don't think that's something any of you care about. Um, Anyway, you get the idea. Yes, I think so. It does sound like a good idea, though um, I probably shouldn't be doing the sneaking around. You do appear to be a walking armory, yes. Yeah. I can... I think you cut out. I, I, I can scout sneak. Hmm. I have a little bit of stealth, but... I You're also, also look not like a walking this. armory. I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that repeat. You're also not a walking armory. True, yes. And I and... look like this. It tends to bother people. Well, nulls don't care. Ah, okay. Uh, now, uh... Theory, I have a suggestion for you. If being a walking armory does, in fact, make it harder to sneak, you could always leave uh, some of the armory here and then come back for it. That's an idea. Fair enough, though. Um, gotta say, my armor does give me disadvantage on stealth checks. <laughs> well, then Sorry, I think I'm... you found the first thing to leave behind. Mm-hmm. And it's too large for the goblins to... Um... You're very kind. No, no. Goblins would outright just take it and say it's theirs. Ah, okay. But you're right. It's not really the right size for any of us. So we just threw a very unusual moral dilemma at Ryan right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. I'll leave it behind. And um, you can have the hand axes if you like. It's not like I've been using them in battle much anyway. Don't exactly oh. need that for my ranged option anymore. Oh, these will be very useful. I'm, uh, I'm just not going to, to distribute them quite yet until after I've hammered home the lesson of maybe don't beat your sparring partner to unconsciousness. Oh, no. Fair enough. Yes. Learning needs to be demonstrated, I think. Okay. Uh, so you have been suggested a, a mission by grandmother to go out and see if you can find some gnolls. Okay. Um, the, the other option, of course, would have been for Ryan to say, no, I'm not taking my armor off. I'll stay here behind. And uh, that, of course, would mean that you're splitting the party, which I'm sure nothing bad ever happens <laughs> when you split the party. <laughs> I would have been here for either decision. Or you could have decided I'm wearing the armor and going to go out. And I'm here for that decision, too. All of these are great decisions, says the DM that once told a party that there's no such thing as dragons. 
and then threw an inch mm-hmm. at them at level That three. was before I started playing. That was the before time. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember listening to that one. There, there are some players, Chris, who have never forgiven me. <laughs> it's not that I've never forgiven you. It's just that I've never trusted you from that moment on. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, my. Oh, it is laughing. Then I made you a, an, an emoji of a burning tree. Okay. All right. So, I have taken... I will take off the armor. My okay. base AC is now 12. So your base AC has gone from yes to maybe. It was 20. Talia Although, had, has more AC than you have now. Talia's I not here. I have a here. negative one to death. <laughs> but how oh, many no. hit points do you have? How many hit points do I have? Yeah. 60. Oh, you have less than the warlock. You have less than the monk. Okay. Um, now, fortunately, your shield doesn't make a lot of noise, so make sure you still have that equipped. That helps. Yeah, yeah, I still have that equipped. That's why my AC isn't nine. <laughs> Fair. Wow. Okay, and e- Emerson and um, Amos are staying behind because if there is an attack, there needs to be somebody here to help out. Uh, but the, the doggo doesn't seem to be able to be dissuaded and does intend to go with you. All right. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking at the text. Uh, someone get the aftermarket paladin some quiet armor. <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing can cure the fact that my dex is a minus one modifier. Yeah. And Cesium has some spare leather armor, but it's sized for a halfling. And I, I don't think... Um, I really don't think Ryan intends to go into battle wearing the equivalent of a leather crop top and (laughs) and no, this is even better leather jorts. Oh no. Don't think that would help my AC much. Mechanically, the numbers would still change, but I think you would end up rolling at disadvantage for a lot of things due to embarrassment. And what's this GIF? And oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> uh, and wedgies. I don't want to think about that. Okay, so everyone, give me a stealth check as you go off into the woods. Stealth check. Okay, is that twenty-two? You are the wind. Oh, got a thirteen. No. Oh no! <laughs> Ryan took off their armor to be sneakier, and then rolled a nat one. No, it was not a nat one. Oh, it was. A- if it was a nat one, it would have been a zero. It was It was a two. Okay. Well, at least it wasn't a nat one. At least you have that going for you. At least I did not roll a zero. You know Look, what? I am bright Ryan, gold. Ryan, roll it one more time. Oh. Whoop, no, not that. Not that. I, I did not mean to roll that. <laughs> okay. So Ryan <laughs> tries to be sneaky and then pulls out a green flame bl- blade. <laughs> you attack the silence. <laughs> oh my gosh. I attack the dice. No, um, come on, okay. Hey, let me roll. Why aren't you letting me roll? I'm sorry, I'm fighting with D&D Beyond right now. That's valid. Okay, let's reload the page. So let's that two I just rolled, down. that was for the good doggo. So this time it was a three. Okay. Better. The good doggo tries to help you be sneakier by pointing out um, very dry-looking sticks that you can step around 
instead of right on top of making the, those wonderful snap noises that are heard apparently for miles and are capable <laughs> of waking up beings that have slept for centuries. Um, but in doing so, they also end up not being very sneaky either because their main method of warning you of things to avoid is by barking at them. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, both Ryan and the dog have certain songs stuck in their head. Well, they did attend that concert once. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, yeah, we do. How dark you is it out? You don't want me to sing, though. I'm a terrible singer. Um, there's a moon out, but it is well into nighttime at this point. Okay. okay. So I can see. I am going to share my eyes of I night with... Uh, uh, everybody else in the party. <laughs> okay. How far out is the dark vision for that? 300 feet. Oh, okay. Oh, That's wonderful. better than what I have. This is the and that lasts for an hour. This is the first time Thandron's ever seen in the dark. So th- oh. this is... So not only... Well, when Thandron was a kobold for that one time, we won't talk about that. That was an exception. But never mind. Yep. That didn't actually... That was a different Thandron with the same stats. That, that was a different Thandron from... The Cobalt Soul Monk is different. Yeah. Totally different Thandrin, just the same stats and same class and same, same backstory. backstory. They, they, were a, they were AU Thandrin. And when they went home, they started a coffee shop. Never mind about that. Um, so, like I said, you've gone to the woods. Some of you are being very sneaky. Thandrin is not just silent like the wind. Thandrin also sees everything for 300 feet. Um well, you all see things for 300 feet, but Thandrin cannot be seen and sees everything. So uh, that's going to be something we've got to talk him down from an ego after a while. <laughs> He's never talked socks down from her. Fair. Um, although so- Thandrin isn't at socks levels of you can hide behind a tree branch that is one inch in diameter. <laughs> oh, that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you would need to compress a bit more. <laughs> And you wouldn't survive the compression rate. Um, but you'd be a, a great MP3. Uh, with that said, you do, af- after traveling a bit through the woods, you do end up finding some signs of gnolls. And if not gnolls, then some other group of uh, large humanoid creature trapezing through the woods and uh, basically laying waste to anything in their way, including that bush over there was probably looking very threatening to them at some point because they just murderized it. But congratulations, uh-huh. you found a trail of destruction you can follow. Okay. So my assumption would be we're following the trail of destruction, yes? There's not much else to do from this, but yes. I mean, eventually an- we'll probably smell them, but... A- another possibility would be to say, okay, we found signs of things. We're going to learn from the mistakes of predecessors and immediately report these signs as opposed to going off and laying waste. <laughs> however much i would like to go get my armor no okay so the question is which way do you follow the trail and i will allow someone to roll a survival check to see if you can determine the correct direction it should not I be am... <laughs> nope. go ahead oh i'll roll survival uh gives me a 17 okay um um but I'm also going to give myself a flying speed equal to my walking speed for one minute so I can get an aerial view of the situation. Okay. So when you flap into the air, you can see all of the land laid out before you. 
Um, all of it is in shadow, so none of it belongs to the lions. <laughs> and there, there do appear to be some campfires that are off in the distance. Now, by campfires, I mean there are things that are on fire. They might not be organized in the way that one would traditionally refer to a campfire. Are they perhaps along one one of the paths of the Trail of Destruction? Uh, the Trail of Destruction seems to lead in that general direction. Okay. I will report this to the party. Okay, so we know where to go. Apparently so. And I realize I've forgotten to do something, so I am taking care of that right now. As you are approaching as stealthily as you can, uh, there there is a a good doggo barking encouragement to Ryan. <laughs> uh, attempting to, to make things be sneakier. And their mind, they're doing very well. I don't have the heart to tell them anything else. Also, you are not doing very well yourself. <laughs> So, yes, um, but at least I know. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that the sneakier people are leading. And I've got no response, but Chris That's just said... probably the case. Go AFK. Okay. Um, so as you are approaching the rise of a hill uh, where you know on the other side there's one of those fires, because you can see the glow coming from the other side of the hill anyway. It's lighting up the trees and stuff. Actually, it's not so much lighting up the trees as that, that tree there seems to be the campfire. <laughs> Uh, that That is one way to keep yourself from having to gather wood for a fire, I guess. You just set the whole tree on fire. Um, but there are a bunch of knolls around this fire that appears a couple of them are sleeping. There's a few of them that seem to be fighting over a bone um, where th- there's still some meat left on that bone and they both have it in their jaws and they're doing a little bit of a tug of war with it. And there's a- another one over to the side that appears to be butchering an animal. And by butchering, I mean it's hitting it a lot with a sword until pieces come off. And at this moment, this is when those low stealth rolls come back to haunt you. All the ones who are awake just sort of stop and turn and look right at you. And by right at you, I mean Ryan and the good doggo. We've been playing for over oh, an hour. What do you say we take a short break there. before we roll for initiative? Sorry, sorry, we interrupted each other. Whoops. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, so so you <laughs> said hello there. And I said we've been playing for over an hour. So what do you say we take a short break before we roll for initiative? Okay. All right. I'm going to press the buttons. Okay, we're back, and we have rolled for initiative already, and yes. everyone rolled really well, if we're going by golf rules, <laughs> or rolling using FACO. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm rolling to hit initiative class zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love D&D so much. Thank you for making my Saturday evenings so fun. All right, so the gnolls get to go first. Um, the two gnolls that were fighting over a bone uh, don't necessarily agree to let go of the bone, but they do rush forward. Uh, so they 
attack as a group because they can't really run away from each other until the other one lets go of that bone that is clearly theirs. <laughs> um, and I made the suggestion before the break that the sneakier ones would be in the front, which makes sense. So that means Thandrin is up closer, which means they reach Thandrin first. Uh, so as luck would have it, they're not going to use a bite attack because... They have a bone in their mouths. They're not, they're not going to let the other Null get that bone. They have priorities. You need to understand this. <laughs> uh, so that is a roll to hit of a 12. Mess. Uh, well, how about a 21? Glancing blow. Okay, that's going to be 8 points of slashing damage to Thandrin. I really like that they added the die rolls into the encounter tracker now. Um, the other Null attacks with its glaive as well. That's a 23. Hit. And that's a 4. 14. That's a 14, right? Um, 14 damage or 14... 14 to hit. Trying? I'm okay. sorry, I should have been yeah, Okay, so every hit does 8 points of damage with their glaive. Okay. Alright, so that's the first two. Now it is the dog's turn. The dog rolled better than the players? Technically, the dog goes at the same time as the gnolls. <laughs> oh. Guys are so bad. <laughs> I got a 15 yeah. on the I dog's initiative. I modifier of minus 1. <laughs> Ryan doesn't need to go first. Ryan just needs to be able to go to be the last one who goes because everyone else is dead. Don't think I've rolled a single thing that was above ten on the die today. Okay, Um, that's seventeen. That was a nine. The dog barks. It is a very fearsome bark. And now I have to roll a a DC thirteen Wisdom saving throw for every null. Interesting. Uh, That's a fail. And so I'm going to take a look at what that does. Um, the bark ability is not a null ability. I need to make sure I'm in the right character sheet. <laughs> Nulls don't bark so much as they laugh. Uh, so on a failure, a target takes 10 psychic damage and is frightened until the end of its next turn. On a success, they take half damage and are not frightened. And the bark has no effect on neutral or good aligned creatures. Wouldn't you know um, it, the gnolls are not neutral or good aligned. I don't remember what I am. <laughs> well, it... Uh, characters of their choosing, so you, you aren't affected either way. Mm, okay. So, null number two makes their save. They take five points of damage. And there were some other nulls that were hanging out. The ones that were sleeping are now woken up by the bark. But the question is, do they wake up angry or do they wake up terrified? Well, that's in that one. I know the answer to that question. <laughs> um, that's a save. That's a save. I'm rolling pretty well right now, except for the nat ones. And that's a save. So we got two frightened, and everyone else grumpy. All right, next up is Morley's turn. Okay. Uh, are the two gnolls that are not letting go of the bone that is clearly theirs frightened, or are they still One of them there? is frightened and has, in fact, let go of the bone. Okay. The other one is being very smug about not being frightened. <laughs> Because okay. now they have a bone. Uh, let's see. What can I do to them? There's also four other gnolls that that are here that have not yet had a turn to go yet. Okay. Uh, well, we were told to investigate to see how many we found them. They didn't say we had to keep them alive, so I'm going to use Eldritch Blast on two of them. Okay. The two that are trying to turn Thandrin into several smaller Thandrins, or... Yes. Two of them that okay. 
<laughs> yes. Okay, so I have um, 16 plus 6 for 22 to hit. A glancing blow. Okay. Damage is uh, only a 1, unfortunately. <laughs> You're helping. I, twice, though. I am helping, yes. I can do it twice, though. So I've hit one. I'm going to hit the other one as well just to okay. distract them, I guess. Um, yeah, let me do that. Try. That is a 2 for an 8 to hit. All right. Plus 6. And is that your turn? That is my turn. I assume okay. I missed. Okay, so of the gnolls that have not yet gone yet, now is their time to shine. And okay. the first one shines by, um. well, uh, there is an odor now. Oh, no. Uh, they attempt to... Uh, actually, this gnoll doesn't have a ranged attack, so they, they just cower there. They're just going to hang out in the back for a little while. And we uh, don't even the- have a hedgehog to track it. Oh, only people who listen to a certain hit in the Abyss campaign would get that reference, and I love it so much. Um, but you don't need to track them. They're right there. You can see them. And I reached my hand out like I was actually gesturing at them and gave my cat a head pat at the same time. So there's that. Yes, it, it was an accidental head pat, but I'm taking credit for it. Why not? Yes. So the, the three gnolls, the three remaining gnolls that are not terrified run forward and... Uh, they are going to be going for Ryan and the doggo. And the first one reaches Ryan. And we are. They make three attacks one with a bite and two with the short sword. Because these two have. These four have short swords, not glaives. Two glaive. <laughs> and first attack is against Ryan. Um, you would think that Ryan would have armor based on how well they rolled. That was a nat one. <laughs> this roll doesn't count. That I clicked bite again. Actually. That's the same modifier. That does count. They attack with a short sword. Um, now, Ryan's AC is not perfect, but I will say that it's below a six. Well, no, it's above a six. Other way around. If you're upside down. Uh, okay, that's a 17, though. So I believe without your armor, that's going to hit. 17 is going to hit no matter what, even if I cast shield right now. Okay, you take seven points of slashing damage. All right. Uh, the next one is going after good boy. That is not his name, by the way. <laughs> he has a name. None of you have asked it. Uh, first attack is a bite. That's a 16. That's going to hit. That's four points of damage. Next attack is going to be a short sword. That is a miss. Another short sword attack. That is a hit for five points of damage. All right. And the last of the gnolls before Thandrin does cool monk stuff. Although I think Thandrin would use a different word. Same uh, letters. Some of the letters are the same. Yes. Um, is also going to be going after Ryan. First attack is a bite. Uh, that's going to be four points of bite damage. Short sword attack misses. Second short sword attack is an 18. Well, that's going to hit. Yep, and that's going to be five points of piercing damage. All right. Okay. All the gnolls have gone, and all the leaves have fallen. <laughs> and Thandrin has his hour and a half to do all of the attacks that a monk can do. <laughs> <laughs> you have two gnolls in front of you that you don't even have to use movement to encounter. So, first off, two swings at the gnolls uh, with my uh, with my uh, was it? What was I have it? A short sword, uh, quarter staff. Two swings at the quarter staff. Okay, both of the same gnoll or splitting it evenly? Same gnoll. Okay. Bowling for gnolls. 
<laughs> oh, wait, it's a short sword I have, not core stuff. Oh, whatever. Uh, nine and a third, nine and a thirteen. I am not rolling well now. Yeah, neither of those hit. Okay, okay, okay. Floria blows. <laughs> this is my surprised face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, resting yeah. surprised face. Marco for key. Uh, oh, that's unarmed or whatever. Uh, twenty-three. That will hit. And twenty-four. That will no. That that hits. Okay, so that is nine and eight points of damage. Um, I will do stunning strike on the first to see if it hits. By the way, it's bloodied. Oh, is it bloodied? Yeah, well, the first one is bloodied, yes. Never mind on the stunning strike, then. Uh, just do uh, extract aspects. Okay. So what do you want to know? Uh, I get to know... Duh, 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 duh. I will learn damage vulnerabilities, damage resistances, damage immunities, and condition immunities. None, 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 and none. Cool. Good to know. So whatever you want to hit them with, you can hit them a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's what monks are good at. Especially uh, if they're cobalt soul monks. They're really yeah. good at knowing all these things. They're really good at heading, and they're really good at just finding out all the information. <laughs> yes. Oh, I shouldn't have been trying to use lightning on that being that cast lightning at me. Oh, okay. Not that it's ever happened. I mean, the last time it happened was actually poison, but never mind about that. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, that's action, bonus action, and no need to move. Okay. So, Ryan, you have three targets that are right in front of you that you can strike. Four, if you intend to use one of your attacks to give the good boy a pat. <laughs> oh, Actually, that's a free action. One attack. Um, I have a question. You got questions, I got answers. How many nulls can I lightning bolt? That's an excellent question. Uh, well, I'm going to say how it's lined up. There's two of them in front of you that you could probably angle it. Unfortunately, if you angle it that way, you might hit that one in the back who looks very terrified. So you might end up hitting three. I, I, I don't want to this. hit the terrified one in the back unless it attacks. Okay, that's fair. You could probably angle it to just hit two. Hmm. Well, if it would be just two, I'm going to do something else. Okay. Equal to a spell's level. I'll use a second level slot. Twinned inflict wounds. I appreciate that Ryan is considered to be a good character using an ability <laughs> that historically in the history of Dungeons and Dragons tended to only be used by evil clerics because of how OP it is. <clears throat> Why I should would... evil clerics be the only ones who get to inflict wounds? As a point, Amara inflicted wounds often and often fun. <laughs> oh yeah, f fifth edition, it's fine. Um, but earlier editions, inflict wounds was just seen as the opposite of curing wounds, so they only let evil characters do it. Oh, okay. Because let, let's let's be honest. So um, that's, wounds. <laughs> that's a twenty-one to hit one of them and an out twenty on the other. Murder um, them. <laughs> There is a pretty good chance that there will be some murdering, and Ryan will. Be so the I first just to did forty-one damage to the one I crit. Wow. Okay. Um, that is almost that is almost double their hit points if they were at a full tank. Murder. How about the other one? 
27 damage. Not double, but still more hit points than they would have had if you'd led with that <laughs> instead of the doggo leading. <laughs> so the question I have for you, Ryan, is how do you want to do this? Times two. Might I suggest fine red mist? <laughs> well, Ryan does not have enough fighter levels to technically have multi-attack, but Ryan kind of just did a multi-attack, and their blade goes translucent gold as it passes through the knolls, which, um... You say well. sword, I say spell focus. Mm-hmm. Chroma, why are you here? <laughs> You're supposed to be on the moon right now. <laughs> Sorry, the player <laughs> fell into their chroma voice for that. Mm-hmm. I love this. This is glorious. So basically, you use the sword as a spell focus. You slice through them, and they atomize. Yep. Okay. Um, also. Also. Oh, boy. So I have bonus action. This knowledge has terrified the gnolls who were not already frightened. <laughs> and I am going to use a bonus action to summon my spiritual weapon and attack a different null, not the cowering terrified one. Okay. Uh, there's currently three nulls. Um, 24 to hit. Okay. I'm assuming you're attacking the one that is closest to you? Yeah. Okay. That will hit. And that will be 10 force damage. Bloodied. Excellent. I think I was saving all my good rolls for combat. <laughs> I mean, it's working. It's working, yeah. <laughs> okay. It is Zuda's turn. Zuda, there are currently um, one, two, three, four players on the field that oppose you, two of which are frightened, but don't worry because Thandrin's trying to beat those two to death. Well, one of them, one of the two frightened to death. Um, there's one in front of Ryan that looks like it's regretting all of its life choices, and one in the back that is uh, in need of a new suit of armor. Okay. Uh, how much damage have people taken so far? None. Mm, not a lot. I'm good. Probably save it for now. I have taken a total of 16. <laughs> no. Which is almost a third of your health. Eh. I'm fine. I can quicken to cure wounds myself if I have to. There aren't as many gnolls left to hurt anyone as there were the first round. Technically, we're still on the first round. Yeah, I'm good for now. I've, I've got I've got things I can do. Okay, so there's two null. There are two nulls that are frightened. Yes. Um, one of the frightened nulls is with an unfrightened null in front of Thandrin. The only other. Oh, thank null... goodness you changed your name, Chris. Yes, thank <laughs> I, you. I I keep wanting to call you Thancred. Thancred. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Th if if we did that, this would have to be the last <laughs> of our fantasy games. <laughs> Uh, I actually reinstalled that yesterday. <laughs> Put some sub on my account. I need to jump in tonight, actually. Uh, there is another knoll that is near death that is fighting Ryan and the good doggo. And then there's the the last knoll is frightened and in the back. Okay, I am going to toll the dead at the knoll that's with Ryan and the good dog. Okay. So it has to make a wisdom saving throw at 14. Well, it made its last saving throw. And it made this one, too. That's a 19. Oh, good for it. They don't have a wisdom modifier. You're just rolling really well. Nevertheless, this one is very wise. No, no. If it was very wise, it would not be trying to attack the good doggo. You're right. And I will speak a healing word to give 
five hit points back to Ryan. Okay. I appreciate that. It is now Emerson's turn because I didn't take him off of the, the encounter builder. So he is sipping some tea and says, this is kind of nice. <laughs> what, what is it? Is this Earl Grey? Chamomile, actually. Chamomile. What, like the, the, the flower? I'm drinking a flower? <laughs> okay, back to the start of the turn. We have a frightened knoll in front of a monk that would give good reason for them to be frightened. Uh, but they are going to attack, and they've let go of the bone, so they can attack with their bite also. But I am rolling this advantage. Um, I'm assuming a nine does not hit um, Thandrin. I almost called you Thancred. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, and the name is actually like loosely based on him because he's my favorite character in that game. <laughs> okay, and the first of the attacks, I am using the wrong one, but that would have been a 10 and that still wouldn't have done anything. Um, Six weeks target number. Yeah. The next attack is with the glaive. I do appreciate that rolling disadvantage is built into the web version. That's an eight. It's doing worse. To be fair, it is rolling a disadvantage for all of these, and that's a seven. So it has done nothing with its life. <laughs> Which will end momentarily. <laughs> True, probably. <laughs> um, now, this one doesn't have a bite attack because it's not letting go of that bone. Uh, but it is going to try two glaive attacks. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. Yep. Eight points of damage. Okay. A 15 to hit. No, just misses. Okay. Good doggo's turn. Uh um, by the way, at the end of that first Knoll's turn, it is no longer frightened. It goes until the end of its next turn, so it's no longer frightened at this point. Uh, with that said, Good Doggo is not going to attempt a fearsome bark again. It is instead going to just go out for a bite. Oh, what a good dog. Okay, that is a 6 plus 4. A 10 is not high enough. It misses. Oh. It's CR1. Yeah. Uh, Morley. Okay, so we have two gnolls in front of Zandrin who will end them next his next turn. We have how many? Well, one, one of them is bloodied, one of them is not. Okay, but I'm sure he can handle this. You know? <laughs> um, uh, how many are in front of Ryan? Um, one. Near each other. One is? One that is covered with a light mist of its former allies. Okay. And there's one in the back that is frightened and hasn't done anything other than pee its pants. Okay, so the one back there is not an issue. Uh, Okay, right. So I'm going to... um, Going to use an Eldritch Blast on the one that is fighting the good doggo. Okay. Because as far as I can tell, doggo cannot protect itself too well. So I'm going to do that. Um... And I have a 14 plus 6 for 20. That will hit. Okay, damage is 2. <laughs> You're helping. Yes. <laughs> I can do it again. <laughs> that um, was a significant percentage of its remaining hit points. I will tell you that. Okay, so, I'm going to do it again. And now I have a 15 plus 6 for 21. That will hit. hit. And 6 damage. How do you want to do this? I'm going to aim at its head. Poof. Okay. Um, so, not only did it do nothing in life, it didn't get ahead in life. Ah. <laughs> that, that pun was scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's not one of my better ones. But still, it sort of stands for a little bit longer and then falls to the ground dead. Ryan, okay. you are in a less target-rich environment than you were before. 
my apologies. Fair enough. Okay. Thandrin. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming so. Actually, no, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm okay. wrong. Okay. Um, you, you are going after this goblin. Oh, uh, after this, no. No goblins are here. Um, I forgot <laughs> about the one in the back. I keep mentioning they're in the back frightened. They're still in the initiative order. Um, they bolt. Good. They use an ability they have called Sudden Rush until the end of the turn. The null speed increases by 60 feet, and it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Now, none of you was near it anyway, so there's no opportunity attack to be had. But that increases its movement speed to 90, and it makes use of that 90. Now, Thandrin. Okay. How many are still in front of me? Both of them? Both of them are still in front of you. One of them is bloodied and no longer frightened. The other one was never frightened and has a bone. Not to pick with you. It's not letting you shit a bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one that's bloodied, I'm going to take two swings out. It's a natural one, and D&D Beyond has crashed. <laughs> that would cause some issues. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to cause some issues. So while we're dealing with the aftermath of Thandrin's fists falling off. <laughs> uh, 17 for the second. Okay, so that's a hit, but I have this mental image of Thandrin just like looping through, doing an attack animation. Oh, I know exactly why D&D D- Beyond crashed there. Okay. Okay, so what's the damage for your 17? Uh, six points of damage. You're helping. I'm helping. Um, Flurry of Blows, two unarmed strikes. Uh, 22 for the first, and I'm going to yes. roll damage on this one just to see if it kills it. Uh, eight damage. Uh, not dead. Pretty close. Um, well, of the hit points it had left, you used over half of them on that attack. Okay, 14 for the second. That's a miss. Damn. I am not rolling well tonight, people. I think okay. I passed you my dice luck once we enter <laughs> combat. No, it's fine. I'm about I'm just I'm 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 going to the dice to change the dice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's Ryan's turn now. Are there actually any gnolls left? There are two left that you can see, and they're both in front of Thandrin. Ah, uh, okay. Not very far away from you. You can stroll over and say hello to them if you wish. I would like to do so. I would like to go over and this time, first level spell slot, twin inflict wounds. Are you splitting that between both gnolls or are you just going after one? Twinned is always a second target, so split okay. between both, yes. All right. That one's not going to hit. <laughs> no, a 10's not going to hit, unfortunately. I'm using my inspiration on that second one. <laughs> okay. Because you did get an inspiration point before dirty twenty. Yeah, a dirty twenty will hit the second one. Why did you have to change dice? You gave it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, not sorry. <laughs> damage. <laughs> okay, if you if that hit if that had hit the first knoll, I'd be asking you how you want to do it again. But no, you hit the second knoll, so you're helping. That's okay, I have a spiritual weapon. At my spiritual weapon will swing at the first null. Okay. I'm I'm oh, still saddened. That's a seven. Okay. Aww. I'm still saddened. I'm still saddened that your spiritual weapon is not in fact a shield that has a sword and shield on it, where there's shield on the sword and shield, it has another sword and shield, and that shield has a sword and shield, and that shield has a sword and shield all the way down. But oh well. Yeah, I <laughs> tried that once, but I was drunk at the time. <laughs> You know what, canonically, I think that's true. (laughs) Yes, canonically, that's true. And if you look closely enough, on the microscopic level, you might be able to, in fact, find a turtle. But you got to go all the way down. Okay. With that said, I do believe it is Zuda's turn. So what's our status? 
you have an about to die. Wait, are we still at? Are we still at two nulls in front of Thandrin? And those are the only two you can see. Right. There was another one, but they ran off. And you don't and have a headshot to been... track them. You have already established this. Yes. And there's been some more minor damage, but nothing I need to concern myself with, particularly at the moment. Most likely. We good. Nothing dog kisses couldn't fix. <laughs> All right. So there's one near death and one close to near death. One that is, if you if it stubs its toe, it will die. <laughs> Depending on what it stubs its toe on, yes. I mean, if it... If, if it, it stubs its toe on Thandrin's fist, definitely. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so one is near death and one is near death adjacent. <laughs> yes. Our... Inspiration for that. Uh, I already have it, but thank you. <laughs> then you get nothing. <laughs> Are the two gnolls within five feet of each other? Yes. All right. I cast Moonbeam and drop it so that it'll get both of them. I love this imagery. <laughs> they were expecting attacks from every direction except that one. Except <laughs> up, yes. Up, yeah. <laughs> it's like, beam me up, Scotty, except what beams down is death. What do I, do I need to roll something for this, or is this an attack? Uh, when, they start their, when they start their turn there, uh, they have to make a constitution saving throw. But they go immediately after you. And the target number is 14. Golly. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, not charisma saving throw. Constitution, you said. <laughs> yes. That's You're probably slightly better at that. Um, yes, constitution 14. They would have a very hard time convincing the moonbeam to not hurt them. The moonbeam is just like, use your words. <laughs> no, your words. Words. Uh-huh. Something that comes out of your mouth. This is the, no, that's spit. I mean, yes, that's that drool. Sure. comes out of your mouth. Not your sword. Um, and that first one is an eight, so that's not a save. And the second one is a sixteen. Okay, so doo, doo. that's ten damage to the first one and five to the second. Okay, how do you want to do this to the first one? Um, searing ghostly flames engulf its body. It doesn't like that. Actually, that's true for both of them, but one of them actually dies from it. Okay, neither of them likes that, but one of them dislikes it for a bit less of an amount of time. Okay, and uh, this last remaining knoll, last knoll standing, drops its bone. Oh, no. And just goes all out and tries to kill Thandrin. Uh, That is a 9 to hit. Nope. That is a 22 to hit. Yep. And that is a 14 to hit. Nope. So its last act is doing eight points of damage to Thandrin, probably. Probably. Yes. Not probably about the damage, but probably about the last act. It is Good Doggo's turn. They fly over for a bite. Don't know the moonbeam. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that is a 13 plus... What's its bonus? Four. So that actually hits. They do a bite. They do seven points of bite damage. They bite like the one part that's sticking out of the moonbeam. Actually, what kind of damage does the moonbeam do? Uh, radiant. Oh. You know, it probably could have been in the moonbeam. It is resistant. Oh, okay. I mean, it would have, it would have taken half damage, but, you know, because, you know, resistant, not immune. But still, that is seven points of damage. I'm putting that in. I'd prefer not to set the dog on fire regardless. As would we all. Well, except for that mole <laughs> who is currently Never on fire. Never set the dog on fire. They really won't demonic, enjoy though? it. Well, then they're probably immune to fire, and it's okay. And possibly already on fire. Saves uh, time. <laughs> well, you just got your inspiration back. 
You make me laugh. <laughs> That's what happens when you make me laugh. Okay, so Morley. Yes. It is your turn. Uh, okay, so we have one null still standing. One null still standing. They are. They would be bloody, but they're cauterized by moonfire. Okay. I'm you going don't to know where the, the antlered chicken came from, but moonfire is coming down out of the sky. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to shoot an Eldritch Blast at this one's head as well. And, a 17 uh, will hit. Okay, damage is uh, 8. Okay, and is for your next standing? trick, it's ah, still standing. Okay. Still standing, got to do it again. Oh, except for I have um, a 7, so I have missed. Okay. Hopefully I didn't hit them, Trent. <laughs> or the doggo. <laughs> no, you did That's not hit the doggo. Not with an 8. That's all I got. Okay. All right, and now it's time for the knoll that ran away. They continue to run. That knoll decomposes. That knoll is a, a fine red mist on the wind. Uh, that knoll is also a fine red mist on the wind. Thandrin, you have one opponent in front of you. <clears throat> okay. Um, two swings. I'm doing what monks do. Uh, dirty 20. That's a hit. And a 15. That's a hit. Uh, for... Six damage and seven damage. Uh, and it is uh, still standing. Is there anything okay. else you want to do? Ah, I'll pop a flurry of blows and take two more swings. Okay. Dirty 20. Okay. And a 19. Well, wow, wow. Take a look at that screenshot. That's how it's shared. Wow. Yeah, that is not what it looks like on my end. However, oh, I wanted to no. share. You can still see the red number there. Red number? It had one hit point left before this Floria blows. So, Thandrin, wow. how do you want to do this? Okay, so uh, right hook, left hook, knee to the stomach, and then uppercut to break the neck. <laughs> okay. It remains standing for just long enough for all of you to start wondering if it, in fact, has been killed. Well, all of you except Thandrin. Thandrin knows what he's done. And then it falls over. And the good doggo barks the Final Fantasy victory music theme. <laughs> it sounds very much like someone has auto-tuned a dog barking like you see in some videos on YouTube. <laughs> and I think this is a good point to end it for the night because uh, this recording is just over two hours long. So oh thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight we were joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Chris, Ellie, EO, and Jen Archvest was hanging out in chat as well. Is there anything that anyone wants to plug? My mom writes books. You can find them at... Um, is the first one still around? Or, or do yes. I need to... Okay. At elizabeth-mccoy.com And if you forget the dash, by the time this goes live in its edited format, it'll probably be just fine. Uh, I do a fortnightly podcast about video games, nerd things... Um, you find us at azrothcdc.com. Podcast is called Azroth Coast. I do a Diablo community focused podcast called Shattered Soulstone. Uh, the newest episode went up today, as as of the time we were actually like playing this game, like earlier this day. Uh, you'll hear it later, and that will be a different show that has popped up by then. Um, I'm also the uh, creator of the Book of Gen website, which also has a lot of Diablo stuff on it, as well as other video games and a lot of other random stuff. You can find that at bookgen.net. What if I want to join a social network? There's lots of them. 
What if I want to join one that's specifically about, you know, being a gamer? Game related. Maybe even something that has a name that's Warcraft themed. And not filled with terrible, terrible people. (laughs) Oh, no. We we have an exceptional uh, trifecta of admin that make sure that this social network has no horrible people on it. Yes. Although they did let me join. I suppose you could go to elekk.xyz and sign up or ask for an invite because we're invite only. And you can see more cool stuff from Ellie at noel.codes, if I remember correctly. Sometimes. (laughs) If I remember to set my website up. (laughs) Last time I checked, there were some links there, one of them to your... your, um, your programming stuff that you've done and uh, a a very detailed account of what everyone would need to know about Mastodon. Hmm. That's true. Yes, I do believe that's there. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. You can help us keep the lights on along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, Eric, Janatalok, Mickey, Shanshen, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, well, no knolls are good knolls. Good night, everybody. <laughs>